Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Some of y'all don't get the story yet. While you're trying to get up out of that, Jesus has stepped in and with you. And Jesus in your valley is better than you by yourself outside of your valley. Nebuchadnezzar looked at the fourth man and he said, wait a minute, he looks like a son of the gods. Who, who is that with them boys in that fire? I'm here to tell you, who is the king of glory? The Lord God, strong and mighty. He's in it with you. How about somebody say he's in there with you? Jesus. An angel of the Lord steps into the fire and he's walking with the boys. And, they, and watch this. The fire should have killed him, right? Because it killed the other guys at the door. I'm, 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 we're almost there. We're almost there. Touch your neighbor and say, we're almost there. We ain't even got to the good part yet. I'm just setting it up. Just setting it up. I'm just setting it up. This is going to be good for you. I'm just setting it up. Touch your neighbor and say, setting it up. Got to set it up. Then I'm going to tune it up. And then we're going to see what y'all can do. We're going to see. Jesus steps into the valley with them. See, here's what you need to understand. You may feel alone for a little while. But then all of a sudden, Jesus stepped into the valley. He stepped into their fiery furnace, and he steps into there with them. And the Bible says they're up walking around talking. Now, here's the trip. You say, Bishop, how are they walking around talking? Because when they threw them in the fire, they tied them up. You're not getting it. So the king is not only confused about why it's folk in there. The king is confused as well. Who untied them? Because if it burned away what was binding them, why didn't it kill them? Can I make an announcement to you? Rather than complaining about your valley, why don't you just start getting free in your valley? Why don't you start praising in your valley? Why don't you start shouting and worshiping in your valley? The king said, who untied them? He said, he said, who, who untied them? And then he said, and how they just walking around like that? Why aren't they over here begging me? Why ain't over here struggling? Why ain't over here cussing and complaining and acting a fool? And why ain't they firing back on Facebook? And why aren't they getting vengeance? And why aren't they getting even? How are they walking around in what should have killed them? Because the king didn't know who he put in the fire. He thought it was Shadrach. 
Meshach, and Abednego. Come on, big good church. But he didn't know what their real names were. He didn't know that he put grace and provision and favor in the fire. You're not hearing what I'm saying. When the enemy came against you, he was coming against the wrong one. Because he didn't know that you had grace. And he didn't know that you had provision. And he didn't know that you had favor. And sometimes you got to look at your valley and say, I'm not the one. No, I'm not the one for this, not the one for that, not the one for that. Because, watch this. Look, 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 look. He, he said, he said, how are they doing that? Because to be honest, doesn't it seem, be seated, I'm almost there. But doesn't it seem unfair, y'all? They were doing their job, serving their God, and here comes haters hating. You were on your job, minding your business, and here comes somebody from another department that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. It's this show I like on TV. Uh, I think it's called, there's a lot of shows I like. Um, but it's uh, something, anyway, something in a restaurant, something, I don't know. And this girl was in the restaurant, and, and the manager, I'm going to help your neighbor. Oh, God, I'm going to help your neighbor. The manager, the manager said to this man, he said, I need you to come in, and I need you to put some cameras in my restaurant. He said, because something's going on with my staff, and we're not performing like we're supposed to perform. Let me make it personal. Something going on with my money. It ain't working like it's supposed to work. Something going on with my kids. They were fine, and now they, uh, something's going on. So, 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 so he says, I need you to put some cameras to see what's going on. So they put some mystery diners. There it is, there it is. Mystery, no endorsement implied or guaranteed. Uh, a, a restaurant stakeout. Something, uh, you know, one of them shows. There's a bunch of them. Bar rescue, I don't know, somebody, I don't know. But just so we clear, ladies, it ain't none of them housewives, just so we clear. This is constructive TV, okay? <laughs> Don't look at me with no attitude. Don't start numbing me. So check out. So check this out. The, the, the manager was like, I think it's this guy who's starting the problem. I think it's this guy. And, and, and then all of a sudden, as, as they're watching the cameras, it is stakeout. It is recognized stakeout. It is stakeout. Stakeout. Because they're sitting in the back room with the cameras on the other room. And then the manager or the owner, he's looking at it. He's like, what? Because there's this girl who likes to do good in front of the boss's face because she was a manipulating witch. She liked to manipulate him to make him think that she was something she wasn't. So the manager's like, what's going on in my restaurant? He sees that this girl, she walked up to one girl, was like, that top looks really nice on you. It looks really nice, really nice. Where'd you get it from? Wow, it's nice. Then she walks over to the manager. I think her shirt's inappropriate. And the manager, she, well, she didn't realize that she was being watched. And the manager's like, what? And the other guy's like, I know. And they both like, for real? Bishop, what are you trying to say? This girl was starting trouble to make other people look bad when she was really the source of the cancer. Bishop, what are you trying to say? Bishop, what are you trying to say? Bishop, what are you trying to say? Is that sometimes, and, and these people, and this manager found himself in a situation that he didn't start. Now, Hebrews 10, 32 says, but recall the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with suffering. Check this out. Bishop, when does the valley of decision come? Often it comes after illumination or revelation. 
When you finally start getting some stuff together, oftentimes the valley of decision will show up and critics will show up starting stuff that then you are left to finish. Notice the scripture says, but recall the former days after you were illuminated, after you started finding Jesus, after you started serving, after you started doing right, after you started figuring out who you really were, after you start owning your own truth about you, after that happened, then all of a sudden now some struggling and some suffering goings on. But can I take it another further? Sometimes this valley is a result of being too close to your breakthrough. And it's the enemy's Hail Mary. I know I got some men in here that like football. I know I got some women in here that like football. If you like football, make some noise. I know some of y'all like football because when they play them early games, we don't see you. You like Casper. You just ghost, just gone. Just, I get the CD. I get the CD. <laughs> oh, you didn't think I knew. You can't possibly be sick every first and third Sunday. You just can't possibly be sick every first and third. No, 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 no. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, in a football game, say Hail Mary. In, in a football game, in a football game, um, when it's clear that the other team is in a place and a predicament where they don't have enough time and they're not close enough to score, they throw a Hail Mary. And that Hail Mary, watch this, what it really is, is it is an admission that the other team believes they've already lost the game. Many times, let me work this here, many times you will experience the valley of decision once you begin to realize who you really are. And this valley can be a result of you being so close that the enemy says the only thing we got left is a Hail Mary. But what you need to know about his Hail Mary is this. You need to know that his Hail Mary is his way of telling you he knows he's lost the game. It's real quiet in here. Bishop, what do you mean? When I throw a Hail Mary, what I'm saying is I don't have enough time and I'm not close enough to score. So the best thing I can do is throw something and hope that somebody down there catches it. But the truth of the matter is those passes are rarely caught. I'm going to make an announcement to somebody that's in a valley of decision today. You need to know that this is the enemy's way of telling you I lost. And this is way of telling you everything he threw at you in 2013 didn't work. And everything he threw at your family this year didn't work. And everything he threw at your finances this year did not work. So he says, Hail Mary. He says, that's the only play I got. Which is his admission that he's failed. Remember, an enemy is a noun. Person, place, thing, or idea that opposes your forward progress. So those boys are in the fire, but there's one part I left out. While they're in the fire, the Bible says something powerful. It says that they repented while they were in the fire. Say repent. repent. Now, now, now this is something that's so important because oftentimes, I don't know about you, but your neighbor. This is me and your neighbor. Me and your neighbor are, have to come to this realization. So it's not you. It's just me and your neighbor. Okay? Just so you don't feel, you know, whatever, because I know you like to feel extra spiritual on Sundays. So... I don't want to mess with you. But between me and your neighbor, this is our thing. Pray for us. Oh, my God, pray for us. So oftentimes when you make mistakes, you now judge yourself by saying, well, I can't keep doing right since I did one wrong. And my one wrong has canceled out my right. And my one wrong, watch this, God probably doesn't love me anymore. 
And so until I can feel like he loves me, even though I know love is not a feeling, until I can feel like he loves me again, what I'll do is run and hide in shame and guilt rather than just owning it and repenting for it. It's real quiet here. Listen to me, y'all. In Genesis, when Adam got thrown out of the garden, he didn't get thrown out of the garden because he made a mistake. He didn't get thrown out of the garden because he sinned. He got thrown out of the garden because when God said, what you doing, he lied. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Uh, God does not have an issue with us making mistakes because we're humans. That's why he got on the cross and he died. Touch your neighbor and say, he died. Didn't he die, y'all? Didn't he get on that tree and didn't he die? But when he died, he said, I'm paying the price for your sin. But God says, but what I want you to do is I want you to not try to act like you ain't done it with me. You're not getting what I'm saying. I got to work this a little bit better. I got to work this a little bit better. God says to Adam, Adam, where you been? He said, did you do what I told you not to? And rather than him saying, yes, Lord, I messed up. Please forgive me. You know what he did? Uh-huh. And God is like, please don't lie to me. Because if you lie to me, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Spiritually. He's like, don't lie to me. Parents, you know this with your children. You looking at the cookies out the cookie jar. You got DNA evidence that's got their fingerprints on the table. And you got video surveillance with them putting up their name, date of birth, and social security number on the side. Saying, I took the cookies out the cookie jar. Who, me? Yes, you. Couldn't be, then who? I mean, you know. I'm going to help your neighbor. Come on, y'all got to help me. I got 15 minutes. I got to get through this. So, so, so watch this. And when you approach your child, you're not approaching them because of the mistake. You're approaching them because you simply want them to own it. Son, did you mess with them cookies? Huh? Son, just tell me the truth because when you lie to me, it makes me believe I can't trust you. And love is durable, but trust is fragile. Love can get through hell, but trust can be broken in 15 seconds. He said, Adam, just tell me the truth, son, and just apologize for it. Just apologize. Just say you were wrong. And say, I was right, and let's move on. You know what Adam does? That woman. So God is like, I could imagine God. God, I'm so, I could imagine God. Because I just, God, I deal with some different folks. I just could imagine how God felt. Like, dude, for real? Now, you know I'm omniscient. I know all things. You know I'm not present. So you know I was watching while you're doing it. Would you just tell me what you did? That woman you gave me. Really? You, you, that's, that's the story you're going with? And check this out. The Bible makes a powerful thing. The Bible makes a powerful statement. It says that the Lord's spirit will not always strive with man. Which means that God says, I'll woo you, I'll woo you, I'll woo you, I'll draw 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 you. But at some point, God says, well, if you want to do it the hard way, fine. Lose some more then. Fail some more. Bishop, what's the point? He looks at Adam. He's like, Adam, just tell me the truth. Were you in the midst of the garden? Like I said, not to be. Adam, you know what? That would have been the whole Bible. Had Adam was like, yes, Lord, please forgive me. All right, the end. And Adam and Eve ruled and reigned, conquered and subdued thereafter. 
That would have been the whole Bible. Every week we come to church to celebrate that Adam owned it. Every week we come to church. Women, it wouldn't hurt to have children. Wouldn't that be good news? You could just pop them out. Just pop. <laughs> Married women. No, I, just, I ain't judging nobody. I just, just so you, just cause you don't be like, see, the bishop said we could. No, I didn't say that. I know Denver, so I got to translate here. I've been around y'all enough to figure out I got to just say what I'm saying. <laughs> you still here? I'm almost through. That would have been the whole Bible. Every week we come to church to celebrate that we're ruling, reigning, conquering, subduing because Adam repented. God's issue is not that you're human and make mistakes. Because guess what? On the best day you think you've ever had, he looks at that and like, mm -mm. that's why he died. Touch your neighbor and say, that's why he died. He died to pay the price for our sin. So his issue is not, now I'm not saying should we sin because grace abounds? Certainly not. No, that doesn't mean we act stupid because of that. Because we know that we're loved, it helps us to live better. Because we know that we're forgiven, it helps us to live forgiven. Because we know we're redeemed, we can live redeemed. God's issue was, he said, own it. Repent for it. Just tell me the truth. And the Bible says in verse 27 of that chapter, it says that they repented. I say repented. And when they repented, the Bible says that the angel of the Lord shows up. Now, the Midrash, which is the Jewish commentary, says that these boys not only repented for their sin, but check this out. I'm setting you up for the next series. But they repented for the sins of the fathers or the generations before them. So these boys, while they were in the fire, they said, Lord, forgive Uncle Raynium, because, Lord, I know Uncle Raynium was doing some stuff. And, Lord, forgive this one. And, Lord, forgive that one. And, Lord, and Lord forgive us. Watch this, Lord. There's so much we've done. We probably didn't even know we were doing. Forgive us for everything we did knowingly and everything we did unknowingly. Are you still here? I said, are you still here? No, no, no. no. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> Say they repented. Okay. Now, check this out. Repenting. We've talked a lot about this. Repenting is just taking ownership. I'm going to make it real simple for you. Of what you've done. Apologizing for it. And coming up with a plan to not repeat it. That's all it is. And guess what? And if you mess up and your plan doesn't work, you know what you do? Lord, I messed it up. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> Doesn't they say, oops, I did it again. But don't let your oops turn into a whoop, that is. Because a oop can turn into a whoop, and which will turn into a whoop in. Semantics, semantics, semantics. Are you still here? Fourth thing, I only got two more things to get you. So now, let's just do this corporately. Everybody just lift your hands, even the note takers. Just, just lift your notebook, whatever you're doing. Everybody say this. Say, Father, Father in, the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I ask for forgiveness, ask for, forgiveness for all my sin, for all my sin those committed knowingly, those knowingly and unknowingly. Forgive me, please, because of your sacrifice on Calvary. In this moment, I am forgiven, which means as of this moment, you have stepped in to this valley with me. I own what I have done. 
Amen. Amen. You see how simple that was? Fourth point, the valley of decision. We're almost there. We're almost there. I just got to set it up. I'm still setting it up. This is the part where we're going to shout real good, though. It's just metallurgy. It's just metallurgy. Let me spell it for you. M-E-T-A-L-L-U-R-G-Y. L-U-R-G-Y. Somebody said, Bishop, what is that? Here you go with them big old, what is he talking about? Is that the Hebrew word for this and that? No, 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 no. Daniel 3.27 teaches us this, that the fire, say the fire, it had no power over them. It was designed to fix something in them. Look at this verse. It says, in the satraps, administrators, governors, and the king's council, they gathered together. So, so the king's like, bring them out of here. And then he's like, where'd the fourth one go? Like, he gone. You don't have the privilege of meeting him. You'll meet him through us. I don't have time to deal with that. And they saw these men on whose body the fire had no power. Not even a hair of their head was singed, nor were their garments affected. And God said, I'm so smooth, I'm not even going to let your clothes smell like you've been grilling all day. The smell of fire was not on them. So watch this now. Uh, watch this. Zechariah 13, 19. Just write it down. I'm going to tell you what it says. I'll bring one third through the fire. I will refine them as silver was, is refined and test them as gold is tested. They will call on my name and I will answer them. And I will say, this is my people. And each one will say, the Lord is my God. Check this out. Metallurgy is the process of refining fine metals. It's the process of refining fine metals. Now, the book says in Zechariah, God says, I want you to know that I'm going to refine you and I'm going to test you like gold. Now, remember, be a good class, that the valley of decision, one of the definitions of decision was fine gold. Come on, be a good class. Now, watch this. Fire does not destroy gold. It takes something raw and of no value and gives it worth. You take gold ore to the store and say, let me trade this in for some money. They go, what you want us to do with this? It's not been through the process of metallurgy. It ain't been through no fire, so it ain't got no value. Can I tell you that what gives you value is how you handle your fires? Can I tell you that what gives you value is how you handle your valleys? Stop complaining about it. It's the thing that makes you worth something. You ain't got no testimony without no test. You ain't got no message without no mess. Don't nobody want to hear you, you ain't been through nothing? If your story was, I was just born and I was rich and I never had a bad day in my life. Well, you can sit down. Because that ain't my story. Anybody can say, Bishop, that ain't my story. No. Anybody can say, I didn't been through some things. I didn't been through some hell. I didn't been through some high water. I didn't had some nights where I had to cry myself to sleep. I didn't, I didn't. Say the process. Of metallurgy. No, check this out. Gold ore, listen to me, I gotta do this slow and, and then we're gonna shout in a moment, okay? Gold ore has no worth because it's surrounded and contaminated by what it was deposited in. Bishop, what is gold ore? Gold ore is raw gold. Watch this. It, it has no worth because it's surrounded by and contaminated by what it was deposited in. I said this earlier, but I want to ask it again. What bad experience have you had that makes you a bad experience for others? 
What bitter thing happened to you that you were supposed to get better from, but you're still mad about it? And you walk around talking about God is good and God is good and Jesus is good and God is good. Yes, he is all the time. And won't he do it? Yes, he will. And you walk around saying that, but the truth is, is you're mad as Hades. Third Sunday. Watch this. Watch this. Gold ore has no value. Say no value. Now, now, now check this out. So the process of metallurgy goes like this. The first thing is it does is it refines, which means it makes it better by burning out the metals it was deposited into. Then it, you have to get the CD, it defines. It makes it have a purpose. What's the purpose of gold? To be expensive. It looks nice, right? But then look what it does. The, the, the third thing they do once they refine it is they test it. Because I can't sell something that I haven't tested to make sure it's worth what I'm selling it for. There's some things you want to accomplish in life that God says, well, before you can get there, I got to test you here. Because if you can't handle haters in your process, you ain't going to be able to handle them in your promise. Because you wasn't nothing to really hate on down here. But when I... If you can't handle a little stress down here, you show sure enough not going to be able to handle it up here. It's amazing how people like to criticize leaders. You know what I invite them to do? Sit in the seat for a day and see what you do. Try out the seat for size. It looks real nice, real expensive. Oh, all these nice things. The seat would scare you. Look at this. They test it. Here's what they test it for. To ensure that it can sustain heat. First Peter 1, uh, 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 6 through 8. I'm going to read it to you. It says, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Say for a little while. Verse 7, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, it may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy, inexpressible and full of glory. Look at me. God says, the valley of decision is, is, is to make sure that you're worth what you're asking me for. Not because you're not, but to show you that you are. I'm going to say it over here. Touch your neighbor say, you're worth it. Touch the other one say, you're worth it. Can, can we just bust the low self-esteem thinking? Can we just mess that up today? Stop walking around with your head down. Stop walking around saying, I'm not this, I'm not this, woe is me. You must be somebody for God to go through everything that he went through to bring you through all of what he's brought you through. You must be worth it. Somebody shout, I'm worth it. So here's the last point, and I'm through the fifth point. You need to know this. It's real simple, but this is, this is powerful. You're coming out of the valley of decision. Shout, I'm coming out. Shout again, I'm coming out. Now check this out. That fire would have killed them had they not repented. Now, remember, I've already given you that, but I want to take it a little further. Stop and change directions. You ever typed an email, stopped, and changed directions? Because that email had some stuff in it that you just needed to keep between you and Jesus. Okay, some of y'all don't know nothing about no email. You ever had a text ready to send? And you had it ready. That thing was so long, it's at 2 of 6 and 5 of 9 and 34 of 22. 
You ever watch this? Watch this. I do this one. I do this one. I used to do this one because the Lord's getting me good. But I used to do this one. I'd be driving down the street rehearsing. Yeah, drove down the street rehearsing what you getting ready to say. I'm the only one. Mom, would y'all please pray for me? I can... <laughs> you ever been driving down the street and then somebody looked at you talking to yourself and you felt like, oh my God, I hope that. And then you start lifting your hands like you worship. And come on, don't look at me like that. Or you pick up your phone and act like you was on speakerphone. And you, soon as I see him, see it, because I'm sick of this. And see, I'm going to tell him. I say, no, that's what the... Picking up your phone. Huh? What'd you say? <laughs> oh, okay. On the speaker. I'm on the speaker. Okay. All right. If you ever see the bishop driving down the street talking and ain't nobody in the car, just know the Lord's working with him. The Lord's working with him. <laughs> Show Liz, God, dog. Now watch this here. Watch this here. They stopped and changed directions. Now remember how one of the definitions of decision was a wall. That's the wall. The wall is that God says, I'm no longer taking your cop-outs. And I'm no longer taking your, your running. And I'm no longer taking your excuses. There is nothing but a wall behind you. Amen. So you're going to make it through this. Because I took away what you could turn back to. Last three things and I'm through. Somebody ought to shout, thank God for the wall. That's why I like that song because the song says that sometimes you were talking yourself into quitting and talking yourself into stupid stuff. And God said, shut that stupidity nut. Shut your mouth. What you asked for it for? You said you wanted to be used. You said you wanted my glory. You said, eat that banana. <laughs> Get the CD from two weeks ago. If You're like, what is he talking about? Watch this. There's, 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 there's the last three things about this fire, about this valley of decision that you need to understand. And this is going to shout me, so if you don't get shouted, that, that's okay. And go ahead to a second CD because they need to get this part. Watch this. The fire didn't affect their hair. Now, now ladies, I'm not talking about the stuff you went and bought now. No, it's yours, though. It's yours because you got the receipt. You keep that receipt in your car, though, so that way if there's ever some controversy, we can... <laughs> Don't be getting offended. I'm joking. You can't have fun at church. Where are you supposed to have fun at? I know some religious folk like, I just want to hear the pure, unadulterated word of God. Well, then you should leave because when you came, it got unpure. So then you just... Touch your neighbor and say, we all walking something out. We all walking something out. Isn't that good to know you can come to a place where other folk walking some stuff out too and ain't none of us arrive. We all walking it out. Doesn't they say, just walk it out. Just walk it out, man. Just, just walk it out. <laughs> when you can't figure out what side, just what, okay, oh, never mind. Okay, watch this. Hair here means the fire didn't affect their appearance. They didn't look worn out from what they went through. Wow. See, the truth is, folk looking at you in church today, and folk look at you on your job, and they say, wow, so-and-so so strong. And you thinking to yourself, if you only knew, I just make it look easy. 
But if you knew the hell I had to deal with and the mess I had to deal with, I just don't look like what I've been through. But I've been through some things. I just make it. High five somebody say, I just make it look good. Tell her, I just make it look good. I just make it look good. That's just all I do. I just make it look good. Say, this valley will not wear me out. Now, some of y'all, we need to do some, we need to do some adjustments because some of y'all, sometimes when you're going through stuff, everybody know. Because you walk in. And some of you, you do it on purpose because you're in attention. I was going to use another word, but you're in attention. Mm, 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 mm. You know what I'm saying? And so you walk into church. How you doing? I'm fine. You slouch over in the chair. What's wrong with you? Oh my God, I'm going to do something. And you need to stop that passive aggressive stuff. When somebody asks you what's wrong, don't sit there and say nothing when the truth is you want them to keep asking. That's manip- That's a witch. And you can be a man witch too. I'm feeling a little froggy, y'all, but say something because I got a whole new seat, second CD, so I, I got the time. What's wrong? Oh, nothing. Well, then why are you slamming stuff? Can you stop slamming stuff there if it ain't that wrong? You walk out and come back in and fix your face. Don't bring all that up in here. Some of you need to do that with your kids when they come in the door. Walk back out there. Don't you don't walk up in this house like that. You know how many kids wish they had a house to walk into like this house? You walk your outside this house and come back in here with some respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. You're going to find out what it means to me. Standing in my line, so for me to ask you, you doing all right? I'm fine. Well, don't waste money. There's other folk that really got some stuff to talk about. If you just want to sit up and be a passive-aggressive witch, then walk on down somewhere else. It's one of them days. All right, it's one of them days. It's one of them days. One of them days. It's one of them days that a bishop goes through. Now watch this. Say, I refuse to look like what I'm going through. Some of you, when you start going through stuff, can I just give you, this is the after message. I really was done about 15 minutes ago. I'm just trying to help you. Stop getting all gain and weight because you're going through stuff. And then some of y'all saying, that's right, Bishop. No, let me get to you too. Stop not eating because you're going through stuff. Looking anorexia. I know, I'm different. Who I didn't get no rest. Like, well, go to sleep. I was up all night. Well, that's your fault. You could have turned the TV off. I'm just so tired. We're going to sleep at two and waking up at four. I'd be tired too. But tell me what you did staying up all them hours. What'd you accomplish? 
If God never sleeps, no slumbers, and ain't no need in both of us being up, I'm going to go to sleep, and he got this. Touch your neighbor and say, he got this. He got it. I ain't staying up all night if God's going to be up too. That's too many staff members up at one time. That's too much. Second thing you need to know about this from that verse. The Bible says their garments weren't affected. Y'all okay? I'm teaching way longer than I normally do, but somebody needs to get this. Their garments weren't affected. Say my clothes. clothes. Now check this out. You say, Bishop, what's the significance of that? Because in in this culture, which, of course, was merging of Hebrew culture going into the Babylonian culture. um, Watch this. The way you identified a person's rank in society was with their clothing. So royalty, watch this, looked like it. They didn't have to announce that they were. The priest looked like it. They didn't have to announce that they were. I'm feeling a pool right here, so y'all just need to say amen because I'm going to hit something right quick. Stop saying you want to own a business, but you look like a thug. Y'all should have just said amen to me and I would have left it alone. Stop saying you want a godly man, but you look like a video girl. You ain't going to get no godly man if you're dropping it like it's hot. It ain't that hot. Put some clothes on. Just sit, 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 sit. And ain't nothing against thugs. Listen, the Lord draws thugs to me. Please understand, I'm the bishop today, but the bishop come from some different places. You ain't understand what I'm saying? I'm just saying, tell me, you ain't going to run no business with your pants all down here. Pants on the ground. Got your pants on the ground. Yeah, you got Y'all ain't going to say nothing? You better say something. Shut that door. Ain't nobody leading. I ain't through. No, I'm serious. Shut it. Shut the door. Shut the door. Shut the door. <laughs> there it is. The door shut. It's been to go down. Hellfire. Hellfire. It's been to go down. I'm almost through. I'm just, touch your neighbor. Touch your, touch your neighbor. Say, you're awesome. And every now and then, awesome people need some straight talk. Bishop, I just was running to the stove, but so you couldn't iron no before you went? I'm just asking. It took you two minutes to do that. You ain't got no iron. We got irons over there in that room, over there in that food and corner bag. If we don't, I will go buy some irons and put them in the food and corner bag. Y'all ain't got to say nothing. I, I, y'all, y'all. <laughs> All right, I'm, okay. All right. But Bishop, I don't have no money to look nice. That's your common misconception. It don't take a lot of money to look nice. I think I got some ladies that then learned some things in here. I think I got a few ladies that said, Bishop, I got the same five outfits I hadn't had, but I, I know how to work it. I know how to work it. I know how to work it. I put that jacket with them pants, and then I put them pants with that shirt. I, I ain't got to look like what I'm going through. So when people ask you, how you doing? I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm highly favored and I'm empowered to prosper and everything is working together for my good. I was y'all, y'all saying, just got one more thing. But while I'm here, 
Can, can I say something to you? I'm going to say it anyway. But let me say this to you. Uh, I remember y'all heard me tell the story before about I was, had this car, and it was a flash blizzard one night. Y'all, y'all remember that story? I'm just trying to encourage you, because some of y'all say, well, if I had this, I'd do this. If I had this, I'd do this. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You got, you, you got to change this, and then this changes. Lay your hands on your mind. Say, I changed my mind. See, see, it was a flash blizzard one night, y'all, or one afternoon. Y'all know how it just comes out of nowhere? And I was driving, just minding my business. And then all of a sudden, this lady stopped on the doggone street, and she just stopped out of nowhere. And I had a sedan, and my sedan slid right up under her, uh, her SUV. And I'm looking at the front of my car. It's tore up. No, you understand. It wasn't some dents. The whole side, you could see engine and radiate, whatever. You could see all is here. And I looked at her car and wasn't nothing because what did the damage to my car was her hitch. So I'm looking at her car. I'm like, you ain't got no scratches, huh? I guess, well, oh, really? Nothing, nothing happened to yours, huh? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. You didn't even get shook a little bit. Nothing. Just did nothing happen to you. <laughs> and she's just sitting up smiling. And I'm saying, well, I'm glad you're happy. <laughs> Come on, y'all don't do me like that. I'm very, I was spiritual, but for that moment, I just had to have a non-spiritual couple of moments. And so I'm like, well, your car is fine. I said, well, I'll take care of this and, and all that. And so anyway, so, you know, I drove home. And my car was still drivable, but the whole front just tore up. And I would have been okay with it. That was a Friday. I would have been okay with it had the whole weekend been snowy. Because wasn't nobody going to go nowhere. But after like 14 million inches of snow Friday, I'm exaggerating. On Saturday morning, I wake up to the dripping. And you know that drip means the snow is melting. I said, now wait a minute. My car is tore up. Drivable. And the snow that caused the problem is melting. And when I walked out my door, I looked and I said, oh, it ain't just melting, it's gone. You know what I did? I got my car, tore up. I mean, just imagine the worst kind of tore up you could see, and then that's it. <laughs> I got my car. It was making all kind of noise. <laughs> but watch this. I'm trying to help you see something. I let my sunroof back. Turned up my gospel music. Watch this. I'm driving down the street. Folk looking at me like, how is he doing that? And his car looks like that. I was like, because what you don't understand is this will get fixed on Monday. This is a temporary valley, and I'm going to make the most of this valley. I'm not crying about it. I'm not complaining about it because this too shall. Uh huh. So I drove that car like it was a Maserati. You understand what I'm saying? I drove that thing like it was a million bucks. And when people would pull up next to me and look, I'd smile. Because they didn't understand how I refused to let what I was going through mess me up. Somebody needed to know that. 
Now, now watch this. Watch this. Their garments weren't affected. Say their clothes. Say it again. Say their clothes. Okay, so check this out. Because they were leaders in the government, check this out, they had nicer clothes because that's the way they did it in this culture. Uh, and so because they were leaders in the government, they had different clothes than what the others wore. So the Bible says, verse 27, that none of their garments were affected. Say none of them. Which means this, God says that in this valley of decision, I want you to still look like royalty even if you got to live like a pauper. Let me say it another way. God says, I still want you to make the most of what you're currently dealing with, even if it's uncomfortable, because I don't want the enemy to think that it's working. Never let the devil see you sweat. But the third thing, and this is the one that's going to shout me. I thank you for giving me the extra time today. I appreciate you. Thank God for you and all of that. Watch this. The Bible says they didn't smell like the fire. I'm going to help you. Now, if this don't make you shout, well, good luck. <laughs> Say they didn't smell like the fire. They didn't smell like the fire. Bishop, Bishop, why? Because in the valley of decision, I need you to know something. There are some private struggles that you couldn't tell too many folk about. And while you were walking and while you're walking through your valley of decision, the truth is this is that while you got some stuff you couldn't really articulate, God says, he's so awesome, he'll cover you while he's fixing you. Yeah. Bishop, what you mean? Bishop, what you mean? Is that God says, I'll fix you in private. I ain't going to put your business out in the streets. I'll fix you in private. I know you got some stuff running through your head, and I know you got some stuff running through your mind, but I'll fix you in private. The, the, the smell of the fire didn't affect them because he fixes us in private. Aren't you glad that he dealt with that thing? You know that thing that he deals with it in private. And aren't you glad that when he does deal with it, he doesn't judge you, he doesn't beat you down, he doesn't condemn you. He just says, let me have that. I want to work with that. Come on, let's work on it. Let's talk about that. Anybody else besides me glad that we serve a God that says, when I fix you, I'll fix you in the back room before I put you in the front room. And when I'm working on you, I'll work on you backstage so that the people won't see the flaws on the stage. He says, I'll fix you in private. Everybody stand with me. Everybody stand with me. Everybody stand with me. Father, thank you for fixing us in private. <laughs> this valley of decision, God. <laughs> Sometimes it starts before it starts. But you make us a promise before it shows up. And even if at first it seems unfair, it's just metallurgy. It's just the process of being refined but today we thank you that we're coming out of the valley of decision experiences are what people love the most about travel that's why they love viator they have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone plus their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. 
One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.